Hi guys. Hi guys. It's Ananda and Mira. And welcome back to Fake, Fake Adulting. Today we have a very special guest. Do you want to introduce yourself? Uh yes, I'm Lamar LA Smith. Uh I just graduated from Arizona State with my master's in sports journalism. And in December, my first book will come out. So Yes, so today is the first episode of our National Entrepreneurship Month series of episodes. Um, this For is our, this November. Yes, this is our first guest. So basically, November is National Entrepreneurship Month, and we are highlighting a different entrepreneur every Friday. We're super excited. We have a lot of fun guests coming up, and I think we have a lot of things we can learn from them. And also, we just really wanted to highlight people who we think are doing some incredible things on their own, just like what we're trying to do with this podcast. So we're really excited about it. So let's welcome Lamar in. How are you really? <laughs> that is a, that is a, what is it called? A... A loaded question for me. Uh, I'm I'm usually even killed, but uh, right now, like I said, I'm just excited because I've been waiting for this interview for months. Like it's been like high on my to do list. So oh, yeah. I'm 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 mainly excited for that and uh, just you know just vibing. Um, I got I started on this first draft to my second book already. So just working on that. Just, you know, just grinding every day, writing. Oh my gosh. Okay. Okay. So let's, let's get into these questions because we really want to find out. How are you really, Ananda? Oh, I always forget about me. <laughs> wow. Sorry. I got so excited. I know. Um, today I'm really good. Good. Yeah. I picked up an extra shift at work, which is not a big deal, but Sundays are always my day off because they're family day. It's soccer day for the boys in my life. And I get homework done. I just really find it a productive, comforting day to like not be at work. So when somebody asked me to take their shift, I was so salty about saying yes. But I did because she had a callback and being an actor, I get it. I was like, respect. I'll be there for you. So mm. I took the shift. It was fine. But now I'm going to work seven days this week, which is like going to actually be the end of me. So stay tuned for next week's video to see how I'm doing. Not video. Podcast. A podcast episode to see how I'm doing. But other than that, I'm doing good. I'm excited. Mira, how are you really? I am exhausted. I have a headache. Again, I swear, I had a headache last episode, too. Yeah, like, Chica, it, there's something about these Sunday nights. Sundays, I don't know what it is. yes. Well, it's, I work at Patina on Sundays, which is, if you don't know, it's like a, a store. So I stand all day on cement floor, and I just get, like, tension oh headaches God. all the Oof. time. Um, you need, like, fluffy Ugg slippers or something. That's not going to support my feet, though. Valid. Like, do you remember wearing those in middle school every day and your feet would hurt at the end of the day? Yeah, but we're so cute. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I'm just tired. Uh, I have tomorrow off, which is incredible. But then after that, my next day off is Thanksgiving. So I work for 23 days straight. (laughs) Oh, my God. Don't you have, like, three jobs? I have four jobs, yeah. Actually, technically, let's be real. Right now, I have, like, three and a half. But, like, yeah. What's the half? Yeah, what? (laughs) Like, please, let us know. I Okay, so my internship is, like, ending, but I'm starting to be a virtual assistant. Sure. So So it's it's less heavy, like, in person, but there's still a lot of work It's like a transition time. Yeah. So, yeah, it's fun for me. But, yeah. Okay. Okay, now we can jump into the questions. Now we can. I was so excited before. Okay. All right. So, do you want to start by talking about, like, what your college path was and kind of, like, the before you wrote the book part of your life? Uh, yeah. Uh, so just start from, like, freshman year of college? Yeah. yeah. Like, what, did well, you take a gap year? Senior year, actually, of high school, like, in your okay. decisions cool. for the next four years. All right. So, for senior year of high school... Um, that was a wild year. Uh, well, one of the biggest things that happened to me, I made the basketball team, the only year I played, but I actually quit maybe like four or five games in the season. I wasn't playing. Uh, me and the coach, 
we just weren't on the same level. So me throughout all of high school, I was, you know, several other, uh, several extracurriculars outside of just basketball. So I had Taekwondo I did, I did Taekwondo from nine to 16, so eight years of my life. And I went to Upward Bound, which was a trio program and Upward Bound was a big reason of why I kind of knew what I wanted in a college. So I appreciate them for helping me with that. So a couple of practices, this wasn't like a regular thing, but you know, they've always had my back and me, I'm, you know, I'm big on loyalty. So just because I made this team and I know, you know, basketball takes a lot of commitment, a lot of time. I'm not just about to not go to tutoring sessions or certain events that we have. And, you know, they've been with me since, no ninth grade so a couple of practices practices i missed because you know i was going there and i told him that like ahead of time and even though he said he didn't count it against me i i know he counted it <laughs> yeah yeah like yeah. i'm i'm a high level communicator uh that's what i pride myself on i feel like everyone has their own thing that they're really great at i think yeah. that's one of my superpowers that's so dope. Coupled that with the fact that, you know, I wasn't as good as some guys, and then I didn't have as much experience as other guys. So I was already low on a depth chart. You yeah. add that in, I'm like, okay, I'm already behind an eight ball. Yeah. And then I remember one, one game we played in this tournament, we were up like 30, and I didn't even play. And I'm like, dang, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not that bad. Like, we're up 30, <laughs> and I can't even play? Like, yeah. We, the first game of the season, we played some scrubs that we knew we were going to beat and I only played four minutes. So I was like, how, how are you going to give me a chance? Like, I'm not even getting a chance to sh see yeah. if I can get up the rotation or whatever because I just wanted an opportunity. I wasn't like, you know, wanting spoon-fed this and that. Like, I just wanted an opportunity. Right. Oh, so that was a, a big, big portion of it. And then uh, my college decision was wild as well because – I applied to like maybe like 15 schools, but I, all right, so I'm, I'm a, I space out sometimes. I forgot the fact that I needed to send them my SAT scores. So I wasn't hearing back from like half the schools. Oh shit. So my mom was like, why aren't you hearing back? And I was like, oh, I don't shit. know. Cause like, I'm just like, you know, easy going. And she was like, you should, you should look into that. So I called them up. And they were like, oh, you didn't send your SAT score. And that was the school I ended up going to, Kentucky. And then I sent them my, you know, SAT score. And I, I got waitlisted because I sent them my SAT score in like February past their deadline. Oh my when gosh. I submitted the application in December. But yeah. because I didn't send it to them when I was supposed to, waitlisted then we get the march when we get the march i get a you know the waitlisted back everyone's like all right so what school are you going to because you know people are starting to hear back you know <laughs> yeah so the whole decision day and everything like that everyone is all hyped up so me this school that i picked to go to was university of kentucky which i ended up going to was actually like my fourth choice but it doesn't matter because i don't know at a certain point you just know regardless of what schools you get into what you don't get into so they asked me uh like what school are you going to so i told them kentucky mind you i'm waitlisted it's other schools i could have went to or i was still waiting to hear back but i just knew i was gonna go to kentucky my mom was like you know try to go to schools close to dc I was like, I'm gonna go to Kentucky. You just oh, knew. So wait, were you in DC already? Sorry, I missed that. Where did you grow up? Bob? Oh yeah, I'm from DC. Gotcha. Heard. So, uh, for three months, everyone doubted me, asked me questions about this and that, and I'm not gonna lie, it it kind of weighed on me at times because I'm sure. like, you know. Everyone assuming that I need to figure out some type of path that needs to be, you know, what you want it to be, which yeah. is, you know, another reason why I resonated with this podcast about, you know, the road less travel, because I feel yeah. like it's been my whole life. 
For sure. So when they say, all right, you know, what school are you going to? What school are you going to? Kept saying Kentucky. So I was in this program. And then when I, I was in the program, like, I was walking to the barbershop. And it was the last day of June. I remember it like it was yesterday. I get a phone call from this random 859 number. That's area code for Kentucky. Okay. So I pick it up. And it was like, like hello, my name is Jonathan. I was like, Okay, hello, Jonathan. He was like, uh, I'm from the University of Kentucky, and I would like to tell you that you got $7,500 as a part of our William C. Parker scholarship. Are you still interested in Kentucky? And I was like, what, what? Hold up, what? And he was like, uh, are you still there? And I was like, yeah, we going to Kentucky, Jonathan. And he was like, uh, you sure you don't want to talk this over with your parents? I'm like, no, Jonathan, we're going to Kentucky. Oh my so, gosh. <laughs> So I go in the barbershop, I'm excited. I, you know, tell everybody that I got in Kentucky, everyone's like on 10. So initially, my mom, you know, cause I'm her only son and I'm my oldest kid. So she's like, don't you want to stay close to, you know, DC or whatever, or blah, blah, yeah. blah. He's like, how you gonna go to Kentucky? And I'm like, how are you gonna do the stuff that, you know, you normally, I normally need you to do in a whole different state? And I was like, mom. I'm gonna just know. It's like yeah. me. I was like, I'm gonna just know. <laughs> so, so I was like, I'm, I'm gonna just figure it out. I'm gonna just know. So the men in my family, you know, my dad, my uncle, uh, even my barber, all told her, you know, just let him go. So they Aww. were able to talk on, talk her into letting me go. So in order to go to Kentucky, I had to go to orientation, right? You know, yeah. all these college orientations, hectic or whatnot. So the last orientation date was two weeks from the day that I, you know, got this call. Mm -hmm. So my mom couldn't go. So my aunt went with me. Another fact that not a lot of people know, unless, you know, I tell them this. I yeah. picked to go to Kentucky without ever visiting the state of Kentucky before. Seriously? <laughs> oh, why? So why? <laughs> Me, I don't know. I'm just a man of conviction. So something just told me, like, I needed to be there. I don't know what it is. It's just I couldn't stay in D.C. all my life. That yeah. was going to eat up at me. Like, I'm a, a vibrant person, you know, full of personality. If I was going to, you know, grow to be the best me possible, I needed to get out of my comfort zone, yeah. which I'm glad I did. And I needed to just get out, this, you know, the area. So... I said, I'm just go. And then when I get there, uh, you know, this different environment, everything, and it's culture shock in general, you know, everyone's nice. DC people are more rigid and whatnot. And then I would say the second day I was there, something just told me that, hey, like I'm in the right place. And I don't know what it was, but I was like next to the library or something. I was like, I'm in the right place. And then just, everything fell into place for, i feel like you, you just know, know sometimes you just get those, yeah you just get the feeling you just know good for you that's awesome so then once you picked like what school you were going to go to how did you tell us a little more about like what was it that ended up inspiring your book because i know it was what you worked for right at school like what yeah. your job was is ended up being your book inspiration if i'm correct uh Kind of, sort of. So me, like some of the, the book I had to change because, you know, because it's fiction yeah. uh, based off of in order to fit the narrative and whatnot. But yeah, I was a journalism major in college throughout my four years. I actually started off as an engineering major, funny story, but, you know, most people change their majors anyway. How right. old were you when you changed your major? Uh, I was 19. So okay. my birthday's in okay. July. So sure. I changed my major at the end of freshman year. Uh, I took a journalism class that second semester and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna just do it. Everyone kept telling me, this is the one time that people were telling me and it wasn't like the other way. So they were helping. They was like, you know, nothing about your personality says engineer. Right. <laughs> like talk. Uh, you like to engage with people. You need to do something yeah. in the communications field. So. I chose journalism. I enjoyed it. Uh, I'm glad I did it. Yeah. And it came to a point that 
you know, I did sports writing the first two years as far as like for the newspaper. I worked with the athletic department my junior year. So senior year was coming up. And this is when I got to like this big reflective mode. So I think you guys talked about it multiple times about far as like, you know, everyone's path is different and yeah. like you'll start to realize certain things at a certain point. Like everything will just click. Like I tell people that all the time. Like For there's sure. no age range or, you know, everyone's journey is different. So me going into this year, something just clicked with me. So for me, uh, like I didn't have a lot of success with girls uh, the first <laughs> three years of college. I'm gonna just put it no. like that. But I was, I was known among my friend group as a avid shooter. So I'm talking about people would just be like, there's people before I met them that they said they remember me from seeing me shoot at people. Oh no! And I was like, <laughs> really? And I was, he was like, yeah. So like, it's all types of funny stories I got on that. But I was just, I don't know, it was just like a culture shock. I was in a different place, you know. In high school, I was focused on school, basketball, blah blah blah. Yeah. So like, there was girls I was interested in, but I was kind of muzzled because sure. you know, DC, like I said you will try to ask a girl a simple question and she will like drop a bomb on you. And I'm like, dang, I, I just wanted to ask you how your day was. I'm not even trying <laughs> to get with you. Oh so, my God. So yeah, shooting, shooting, shooting. And then through my unsuccessfulness, I realized that in order to make the best out of this senior year, I just needed to focus on being the best me not focused on any, you know, advice I was getting from my friends, not focused on, you know, manipulating my personality For to sure. get certain girls to be interested in me the whole night. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna make a pact with myself. I'm gonna just be the best me and let the chips fall where they may. So it kind of all intertwined with, you know, the parties. So one day after a party, we were wandering around on one of these streets in Lexington. And we ran into this guy and this guy was like, he's probably drunk, but who knows? He was like, hey, you know, it's a party up here. You're like, y'all trying to come? We shouldn't have came, but I'm glad I came because this oh is how like, everything started connecting. So we went with him. It was four of us, it was two of them. So I ain't feel scared enough. I was like, get it, you know, maybe it's his party. So we went to the house, met this guy and the guy was like, uh, hey, uh, you guys like missed the party or whatever. And he was like, oh, dang, I guess we have to come back another time. So he was like, he was off it too. And he was like, hey, uh, but I want to throw more parties. So one of my friends, this is the real connector. Uh, he was like, oh, you want to throw parties? You need to talk to this guy. Mind you, never thrown a party before. I don't even know where in the world he was going with this. But he was like, you need to talk to him. Like he knows oh everybody. God. If you if you have him help you throw your party, it's gonna be amazing. Oh my god! And he was like, "Hold up, you know a lot of people." And me, just like, I was like, "Yeah, I know a lot of people." Like, you know, just thinking about from journalism, all the shooting. Yeah. Like, I know a lot of people. <laughs> always interacting with people. So that same week, me and him linked up. Uh, we got everything ironed out and. I threw my first party and then that oh went well. God. And then the next day we threw another party. <gasps> then the, the ball just got the rolling, but I yeah. did not plan to, to throw parties or anything like that. It just kind of happened. Like, I think part of it was God doing this because yeah. early on that year for weeks, I was saying, man, the parties here suck, man. Like <gasps> somebody let me throw a party. That joint be lit. Like, I'm oh tired of going to these trash parties. <laughs> so then I did, and I didn't even know it. God was yeah. like, you know what? Hey, you think you could throw parties? Throw parties. So that's what happened. Oh, my wow. gosh. I love that. I can totally see, even just talking to you right now, like, your infectious personality. Yeah. Like, you could definitely throw a good-ass party. Yeah. And we would be there. Oh, for sure. <laughs> oh, 100%. 100%. <laughs>
That's awesome. Whenever, hey, if we ever get big enough and we have like a fake adulting launch party, you'll be our party planner. For sure. <laughs> oh, 100%, 100%. Uh, I, I loved it when I did it. It was, it was a whole, whole lot of fun. Yeah. That's awesome. So what year did you graduate from that school? Uh, 2018. 2018 okay. May 2018, yeah. So after that, like, what has been your path that, like, led you to now and where you are and, like, what you're working on? So you graduated school. Did you, like, go straight into a job? Were you just kind of, like, chilling, writing? Uh, so I went straight to grad school. Okay. Uh, I didn't know I wanted to go to grad school until maybe like junior year. Like I said, uh, the people in my life kind of planted seeds and then yeah. they just grew from there. So one of my friends, uh, one of the smartest people I know, uh, my friend Rasheen, we call him Shane. So Shane told me, hey, you should go to grad school. And I was like, what are you talking about? I'm like, after these four years, like, I'm done. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're like, that's a lot of years. So like, I'm done. So he was like, why not get a grad degree? He was like, you know, if you get it now, then you won't ever have to worry about it later. And, you know, you're still in the flow of things with college and whatnot. Just get it out the way and be done with it. Because he wanted to go to, uh, you know, pharmacy school because he wanted to own his own pharmacy and whatnot. And dude's a, a beast. Like, he always consistently got 3.8s, 3.9s, like, just a rock star whole time in college. Like, really great at managing his time, whole nine. So I was like, huh, grad school. So then the next yeah. year, our junior year, I took a GRE class, which was something, a class that was taught by one of my counselors at uh, our TRIO program, Student Support Services. So Student Support Services is like the big brother of Upward Bound. So like Upward Bound is for high schoolers and then Student Support Services is for college students. Okay. So with that happening, uh, I was like, all right, I'll just take it, get a feel for it, you know, whatnot. And then after taking the class, I was like, huh, maybe I can teach one day because, you know, everything started to pile on one another. Because I was like, if I go to grad school, what would I go for? So those that summer going into my junior year, the next summer, and the next summer after that, so three years in a row, I was a teaching assistant at American University over the summer. Okay. And the Discover oh, World of Communication Program. Yeah, back in DC. Mm -hmm. So at during that, I just enjoy, you know, interacting with the students, like the high school students we had, and the whole vibe of it. And I was like, huh, I could be a professor. Like, I need I want to be a professor, I need a grad degree. Mm -hmm. Got yeah. the startup plan or whatnot senior year, and I wanted to do sports journalism. Cause I'm really passionate about sports and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And I was like, if I want to do sports journalism, I need to go to one of the best schools for that. So I looked into it. I looked into Syracuse, Arizona state. I looked into Northwestern, but I was like, some of these schools are really expensive. Yeah. And I don't have that type of money. And even yeah. if I get fast, I'm not going to have that type of money. Right. So Arizona state easily became the best one because mm -hmm. It was in the warmest place, and it was public. There All we these go. Other places were private, <laughs> so yeah. I applied, and I, you know, got in. I wow. just took the GRE. I didn't even study before it. I was like, I just need to take this. Took it. You know, I got some great recommendations. You know, shout out to all my teachers and the people. There we go. Gave me recommendations, and then I went to Arizona, which is a culture shock in itself. Yeah. And then fast forward that, um, I went through the whole program and then at towards the end of the program, right before my last, my last, my, uh, not my last, but the capstone program, sure. I started writing the book. So I wrote the first draft okay. of the book. What year is that? That was done. We're now in 2019. We're in 2019. So what month? Uh, June. That's when I started writing. June. Got it. I started writing the first manuscript. So, uh, so like a year and a half ago. Yeah, 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 year and a half ago. So I wrote the draft. It took me three months. I was going through everything. And, you know, through writing that, that book, I was just like, this is amazing. Like, I got to yeah. write more of these. 
Yeah. It's just, you know, when you do something for the first time, that, that energy you feel, like, that's how I felt. Yeah. So I was like, now, how would I do that and be a sports journalist? Because sure. both are, you know, two time-consuming things. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking about, okay, realistically, my first journalism job, I wouldn't have much time to write. So I was like, do I do journalism or do I write? And then I went back to something that, you know, entrepreneur Gary V says all the time. And he talks about, you know, making happiness your your number one thing. So I was like, which one would make me happier? And it was, you know, being an author. I still love sports yeah. journalism. I still love journalism. Yeah. But nothing fills up like, when I randomly get an idea or when I, you know, see how somebody reacts to, you know, what I wrote. So I was like, I got to do this. That's incredible. So give us, give our listeners like a summary of your book. The first one. What's it about? What inspired it? All right. So essentially this sports writer named Jack Onovan, he interviews this girl named Bethany for a story for the paper because mm-hmm. uh, he gets assigned like this news related story essentially. And when he meets her, it's like love at first sight. He's infatuated with her. He's like, yeah. Bethany the one. Yeah. So as a result, he's like, how can I, you know, see her more? Like, how can I be with her? So he starts, you know, trying to find ways to interact with her and whatnot. And then it leads him to a situation where he starts throwing parties in order to impress this girl. And at first, the parties become a big deal because, you know, one, he's using them to, you know, meet her. And two, it's like everyone starts to, you know, enjoy them as well. But over time, it becomes a bigger deal of him wanting to, you know, bring the campus together and empower the student body opposed it know his attraction to this girl and then the antagonist is a frat dude named brett he is the son of the president of the school he is president of the biggest frat on campus and he wants everything to be how it's always been where greek life monopolizes the campus so they kind of get in a a back and forth over that and then the love triangle starts with Jack Onovan and another girl. And then, you know, <gasps> he has to navigate all of that. Ooh. Dang. Okay. Okay. I, I want to read this book. I love a good love triangle. So tell our listeners and also tell us, like, when's the launch date? December? Yeah. So okay. it's supposed to be the week of December 7th. I don't have the exact date, but, like, that's the week everything is supposed to drop. And where can we find your book? So it'll be on Amazon, uh, Barnes and Nobles. Like we'll put it on a bunch of different sites. But yeah, I'll I'll have more specifics probably closer to December. Well, make sure to send us so we can promote it on our page because especially after this video, I bet everybody is going to be really eager to follow up and read it because I'll definitely be getting a copy of that book. For sure. Um, Appreciate it. Appreciate it. So tell us about where you are now. Like, what are you working on now? How has what you've been doing been affected by COVID? I mean, where are you living currently? Are you back in D.C.? Are you in Arizona? Are you still in grad school? You know what I mean? All right. So uh, I'm officially done done, you know, grad school now. I had to retake a class. So I finished that in May. Okay. So I'm still in Arizona. I have my own place, like a studio in downtown Phoenix. And COVID has been, uh, it's been an ordeal. Yeah. Uh, the last time I went out, went out, like the party and all that other stuff was March. Mm-hmm. And I know, you know, you got all these different things going on with, you know, people social distancing and how they're like doing different guidelines for bars and whatnot. But me, not already, I'm a, what's it called? A meticulous or 
like I'd rather be, you know, too safe than sorry. Mm-hmm. But I was sick and I rarely ever get sick at, in March. Oh, wow. After I came back from Cabo for spring break. Oh, so wow. I was like, yeah, I can't get sick again. Like, absolutely. Yeah. Like, I get sick yeah. maybe once in every two years. So wow. I was like, I, I can't get sick again. So I'd rather just chill inside. And, you yeah. know, honestly, the only upside would be that I get up. Ugh. I get inspiration from everywhere. So like I get inspiration yeah. from going to the grocery store, going out the whole nine, like ideas just pop up. That's but awesome. It gave me a way more time to write and edit because sure. I just had a lot of things I needed to iron out with the book. So it helped me to really focus and center my mind on that, which mm-hmm. I'm glad. And then also it helped to you know just have more time to myself because naturally in a normal world I'm pretty busy uh I don't know how it would be now because I'm no longer in college but usually I'm busy working etc cetera, etc cetera. Yeah. so to have extra time to write and you know just decompress a little bit kind of helps so I don't know what 2021 or the next month or tomorrow's going to hold but yeah yeah, we'll see. Yeah. There we go. I feel like that's so relatable. That's very much yeah, that's how we're kind of living right now. Just playing it by ear. Um, what is this second book you're writing? Like what is that about? Can you give us a sneak peek on that? Is it a sequel? Is it Oh, it's a sequel. Yeah. So <laughs> Yeah, so me, I'm just so I had this big idea maybe a few months ago. Mm-hmm. That's that's the part where like as a creative it uh it helps because we had an author talk with Lemony Snicket for my uh for my cohort and he told us that you know authors you know it's a loneliness into reading and writing. So you so like talked to Lemony has, Snicket? Yeah, he talked to us for like thirty minutes. That's so it was cool. A couple weeks ago, like that two is weeks so ago. cool. Yeah, I'm a big fan of his books, so I was ecstatic. But yeah, oh my god! He, uh, I'm sorry, I'm nerding out. That's so you. cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't blame you. That's that's how I feel. Like listening to him talk. So uh, he even called my name out a couple of times when I was laughing at stuff. So I was glad. But uh, so he was telling us, Lemony. He was like, "Well, his real name is Daniel Hamlet." But he was telling us he was that you know there's a loneliness in writing. So me. The irony is that when I'm alone, I get my greatest thoughts. Yeah. So I just thought of this whole universe. So I want to have, you know, like multiple books of Jack Onovan. And then I want to have spinoff books based yeah. off other characters in this, you know, Jackoverse. Yeah. So this second book is really to me so important because it's a jumping point for everything. Not only is it the sequel, but I can't tell, I don't want to tell too much, but two of the characters are going to have their own spinoff books. So this is going to be a great jumping point for everything. So uh, my main character, you know, Jack, he's going to go to Miami Beach with his friend Rodney, who is based off of my friend. So all the main characters, like the four main guys, are all based off of friends of mine. So I love that. Yeah. That's like a big creative thing to me. I base characters off people because I feel like when you're writing, at least for me, writing books is something that's like a legacy building. Like the book will always live. It will always be forever. And that's a big thing to me. So I base characters off of people in my life because I want them to have that type of legacy when they pass away too. So, you know, they can tell their kids like, hey, I was in a book. And like, so... Uh, they all get down there. One is a, you know, Jack Onovan's running his club. Uh, two of his friends are you know, D1 basketball players. And then they have a, a rapper. And they're all, you know, navigating the quote unquote jungle, because that's what I'm calling the book, and trying to figure themselves out. You got one guy who is not sure if he wants to go to the, you know, the NBA or my fictional version of that, because this this trope that, uh, just because you're really good at a sport, that that's your one all be all. And he's like, no, I'm more than that. 
So yeah. he's coping with that or deciding if he wants to go or not because he doesn't want that to be the only thing that defines him. And then we have another player who uh, is his roommate and friends, you know, like with all of them. And he was the best player on the team, but now he's the second best player. So like yeah. being in the shadow of someone else kind of like makes you react to things differently. Mm-hmm. And he internalizes it mainly, but you know, internalizing it isn't quite healthy as well. So he has to deal with that. And then you have the rapper who is not really taken seriously because it's hard when you're, you know, coming up that rise as an artist, you're dealing with all these different things going on and, you know, trying to get more exposure. So people don't really take him seriously. And he, you know, sees, he starts to doubt himself and like the friends around him have to empower him so he can realize that, you know, he really is as talented as he believes in himself. Just other people haven't realized it. And then I got a twist with him as well. So like, they're all like navigating. This Sounds to me like they're all fake adulting. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially, they're all fake adulting. And uh, the theme of the book is identity. So like, there's a power in identity and how we all identify with ourselves, whether it be, you know, now or in the future. So I think showing people how different people navigate their identities is just going to be, you know, powerful. Yeah, yeah I no, love definitely. That. That's something I think that everybody can really resonate. And I believe that some of the characters in your book, people will be like, hey, I'm like that in a way. You know, it's like you can like um, compare identities in a way and it's and it can be inspiring, especially if the novel is like uplifting in the end. Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, that's the that's the goal. Uh, hopefully you know, challenge some notions that people have about certain things, yeah. uh, be outside the box, because that's who I am as a person, one yeah. above the trend. And uh, yeah, just hope everyone enjoys this book and any other book I, I you know, put out, because I that's what I do it for. I do it for the people and hopefully to give voice to, you know, the voiceless or the amplify voices, so to speak. So are you thinking you want to be an author? Like, this is what you want to do? You want to keep writing books? Yeah. Yeah. Like, the dream, which I'm working to making it a reality, is, you know, be a a best-selling author and then use my power as an author to possibly be a publisher as well. Mm. Or, like, just start my own media company where I can, you know, integrate sports and all these other things that I'm passionate about but I just don't have to, I don't have to do it in a conventional sense. I can do it more so on my accord. And I think this is a great way to do it because from this and then possibly turning this into movie, TV show, like there's so many different things that you could do with a book and people don't really realize that as well as from a money standpoint, it is passive income. So to the day I die, I will always get money off this book. Like a book sale will always come to me. So Having that, you know, that passive income, that Definitely. thing that is going to constantly, you know, keep giving you money. I did it once and it will always give me money. I think it's power in that. Definitely. That's so cool. So, okay. I would not. Okay. When I was younger, <laughs> I used to always, I loved reading. I always had a book in my hands. I've just always been a reader. Um, and I love, you know, getting like immersed in a book and not being able to put it down. And so, you know, when I was younger, I'd try to write my own books, but I would always lose inspiration. So how do you keep up that inspiration and the, the drive and the purpose to finish an entire novel? Like, how do you stay on that? Cause that's a lot of work. That's true. I mean, for me, the way I keep my drive is like in general, I think with my life, you got to have a why, right? So your why has to be so powerful that when you don't feel like working or don't feel like doing stuff, it like pushes you over the hump. Mm-hmm. So also, uh, I got this from, ironically, uh, someone that is a amazing Forex trader. His name, I think is Christopher Derrick. I could be saying his name wrong. Don't, uh... <laughs> 
hopefully anyone hearing this don't get mad at that. But uh, he said, why is really, a, why is really an acronym, right? So why is what hurts you? So what hurts you? What really, you know, like I said, it drives you. So my why yeah. is, uh, I have, I have two. So one is, you know, my family specifically, or mainly my mom and my little sister. So my mom, like I said, I'm her only son. She sacrificed so much on yeah. every single level. Like her whole life is sacrificed. Yeah. So if me as her son, if I can, you know, give her all the things that she probably sacrificed or even a piece of it, I feel like I, I would be serving my purpose, right? Yeah. So that that really like drives me when some, sometimes when stuff gets hard. As well as my sister, you know, let's say, I start selling a bunch of books here and there. I can pay for some of her college or help her out in for ways sure. that, you know, you know, that way we could keep pushing the envelope because my mom, you know, everyone helped me and I want to be able to chip in and help her and push her yeah. forward farther past to where I was at. So those are two of the big ones, as well as uh, a good friend of mine uh, last year passed away. Um, we knew each other all throughout high school. I look at him as like a brother and so sorry for me and my friend. Oh, it's, it's, it's fine. Uh, for me, like, I, I know this sounds cheesy, but I'm, I'm a hopeless romantic. I just don't really show it, but I envision him like maybe like a couple weeks before he passed. I was like, that's going to be my best man. Like I always knew it. I was like, that's going to be the best man in my wedding. So like, I want to do all the things that we should have did together yeah you know in my life and you know amplify you know all the things that he saw in me at times that i probably didn't even realize in myself so that that helps get me over the hump so i kind of look at those are the two like main whys that get me over the hump and then anything else you know the friends that inspire these characters and whatnot that's just that's just icing on the top yeah Hmm. that's awesome that's so cool. Wow. I'm so inspired right now. Yeah, you just have, like, a really good soul. It's really refreshing to hear. I'm so Appreciate excited it. to read this book. Girl, we can throw a book club! Oh, my gosh! Yes! I'm making all my friends read it. I'm a making fake adult yes. book club! All right. You're, you're here, this here first, right? So every interview I do, I try to, you know, give a a snippet or a piece or whatever that I don't give on any other interview. So Mm -hmm. to make each interview better than the other one. So I'm going to give this off because you already said it. So when the book comes out, I already was going to do a book club. So (gasps) on Instagram and Facebook, like do it like on each platform once in the week, but twice a month and like read the book with, you know, people, and yes. get like IG live, Facebook live, and they can ask me questions about anything related to the book yes. and whatnot. So that was already in the works. If you want to do oh yours my too, gosh. I don't, no. I don't mind. Or if you want with the fake adulting book club, I can no, we'll you know, get you. on Zoom and answer questions uh, for any of your friends that want the book. Like I'll, I'll make a whole separate one for you. Just you know, oh my god, yeah. So, yeah, so like whenever your schedule permits, y'all, I'll be happy to be on for you and all your friends are reading the book, and y'all could just shoot off questions, and I could tell you what inspired uh-huh. me the whole night. So that would actually be incredible. The, so everybody tip. heard it first that we are gonna have some more collabs coming up, and I'm really excited about that because, again, like I feel like your book and everything is definitely right up my alley. Yeah, for sure. I think it fits really well with fake adulting too. It really, like... And your story. I mean, like, you're kind of, like, you got over that hump of age group that we're starting and we're dipping our feet in and that a lot of our listeners are experiencing right now. We're about to experience. So it's cool to, like, hear how those things transcend in a way and where you end up. Mm -hmm. No, I I appreciate it. Like, Like I said, I'm just glad, you know, See you too. Like whenever I see y'all Instagram, or even when I heard, first heard your podcast, y'all was like one of the first people I reached out to. Cause like me, it's just I'm a good judge of character, so I just enjoyed y'all energy and like y'all dynamic, oh how y'all played off of one another. 
So I was like, huh, these like seem like cool girls. Like, let me hit them up. Maybe they would, you know, want me to be on their podcast. And I feel like we have, you know, a lot of similarities. Like I've drew similarities that y'all might not even realize just because, you know, I try to listen intently and whatnot. Yeah. How did you find us? Yeah. Uh, (laughs) so me, all right. Great question, Mira. I'm one, one of those people, people that, that like, like, like I, I won't, won't call it Insta stalking, but I be doing the most on IG. Like, I was just yeah. talking to different profiles and stuff like that. Just to see, like, who knows who, blah, blah, blah. I mean, ended up on one picture. Like, I can't tell you directly, but I know it started off at one picture. And then, like, two or three other situations later, I ended up on Mira's page. And, and then, then I saw on her bio, I was like, fake adult podcast. I was looking for a podcast. Oh, my God. And then I clicked on that. And I was like, hmm, fake adult I was like, I'm going to listen to that. So I went on Spotify. Then I listened to uh, both of your episodes with the intros of, like, you know, you telling about your past and your journeys into your gap year. And then I think I may have listened to the one right after that with your parents. Yeah. And then I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to hit them up. I'm gonna oh, my God. Them. I'm going to ask them to be on the podcast. podcast. I was like, like they, like, like for me, it, it was, was more so, so if, if you have a, you know, just good content, if I can relate in some sort of way, yeah. then I'm going to ask people. Like, yeah. it doesn't, it doesn't have, to have to have a certain amount of listenership or whatever. It's just, I look towards good people and good content, and then I just go from there. Thank you. Yeah, we appreciate that. That's awesome. Mira and I were just talking. So, like, you know, we've been working on this podcast really hard. And, like, eventually, one day, we hope it blows up just like we'd hope for your book to blow up. You know, when you're starting something and it's small and there's an endless possibilities of where it can go, it's really excited to dream Mm -hmm. and just, like, kind of get our hopes up there. So, Mira and I were just talking about that in the kitchen. We were like, if we're famous one day... We want to make sure to be those girls that go on a podcast of somebody with maybe 300 listeners like us, you know, like something that's just starting out and exciting and wanting to help them grow and give them those opportunities just because that's how we all started. You know, mm-hmm. like that's that's something that I think is really important. Like we've reached out to some, like I have at least reached out to yeah, some. we've both reached out to some. Podcasters that are really like successful, like seeing if we could collab. And we get it that they don't respond. But it's like, hmm, I'm definitely not going to be like that. Everybody hold me accountable. <laughs> no, I, I, I feel that. Like In what like you said years. also, like I said, it relates to, that also relates to my book and my life. Because if you, you'll read with the book, like Jack Onovan didn't get to, you know, his whole journey without help. You know, yeah. like I said, with my whole situation in real life, how I stumbled on a situation where I met a guy that happened to want to throw parties and let me use his house to throw parties. And then I became this like big party thrower, you know, in yeah. Lexington that one year. So in that situation, like my mom sacrificing like, I wouldn't have got through college without her sacrifice. Yeah. So this whole like notion, I think I put, I did post it on so I did post it on Instagram the other day. But like this whole notion that people are self-made or you know I get it out the mud, blah blah blah. You can get it out the mud, but you had some people dust you off as well, and you know, yeah, hand you hand you a rag so you can wipe off your your marks and whatnot. Like we all need help in order to get to where we want to and even though it's the old adage of you come in this world alone and you die alone but through your journey you had a whole bunch of people with you whether you realize it or not so I love that yeah yeah Yeah, I I don't like being alone so I feel like I'll always be somebody I'll keep you with me girlfriend okay good (laughs) (laughs) yeah well, thank you. This was yeah, awesome. Yeah, this has been awesome. I think that I feel mostly- very inspired. <laughs> I just want to say, like, honestly, I was feeling so discouraged all day today. And after talking to you, I'm like, you know what? Like, if I just keep working, like, I got this. So, thank you. It was really awesome to actually meet you and, like, actually talk with you. And I'm really excited to see where, like, this partnership kind of goes. Like, we would love to keep talking to you and keep this relationship going maybe this can be a series yes 
Hey, I'm I'm down. I'm I'm always down to collab and whatnot, you know. Yeah. Also, like, let say, us know I, if you're ever in Minneapolis. For sure. Oh, it's ironic when I found out y'all was from Minnesota because I'm a Vikings fan. So oh my god! That is, yeah, that is a. Uh, it's not always a uh, great, but yeah, that's <laughs> I thought that was funny when I first heard the podcast. <laughs> Oh my God! That we can throw cool. a party. We'll throw a yeah, fake we'll throw a fake adulting party. You'll have to comment down. That'd be great. Well, be awesome. thank you so much. Seriously, yeah. this was awesome. We really appreciate this. To our listeners out there, make sure you go check him out. We will have everything posted. We'll have his Instagram, the description of the book, everything that you sent us. We'll figure something out. So stay tuned for that. We're really excited. Make sure to follow him. Make sure to buy his book. Support our entrepreneurs, everybody. Support each other. Support our fake adults. Oh, my goodness. Last question. How do you feel Go like ahead. you fake adult? Well, I fake adult because even though I'm an adult, like my, like my sister tries to always remind me of, like, I still need my mom's help. So, like, yeah. as in, I call her every single day. Oh, yeah. There hasn't been a day since, there hasn't been a day that we haven't been in the same state that, or even just at home together, that she hasn't called or texted me, oh. and almost vice versa. Like, it's it's ingrained. Like, everyone else, I have to think about it. But her is just natural. Yeah. So, like, she's, even in Phoenix, she'll ask me, did you do this? Did you do that? Uh, lock your doors, uh, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> and sometimes she has to remind me because or else I'll forget. Like yeah. today, since it's the first of the month, I told her to remind me, even though I had the notification, but like to pay my rent. Because one okay. time I paid my rent too early and then I had to pay the fees the next day. So, oh. yeah. So now I know always pay on the first. That's why they tell you pay when the month starts because of like fees and taxes. <laughs> yeah. so i'm i'm a fake adult because of that as well, as well yeah as you just, still need your mama you know, to help you i get that remind you yeah. on things i will i will always need her yeah oh my god we sure. love that all right well thank you thank you so much this has been awesome this kicks off our first week of our entrepreneurship month we are so excited we for are. this episode. We hope you guys loved it. We're so excited for our other guests coming up. It's going to be good. Go follow Lamar. Go buy his book. And make sure you tune in next week. Love you guys. Bye. <laughs>